Shalom and welcome to Hebrew Talk Radio, Conversations with the Hebrew Woman. This is a podcast show dedicated to providing a safe and empowering space for Black Hebrew women to discuss their spiritual journeys, share their experiences, and explore the intersections of faith and life. I'm your host, Dakota Katie, and in this podcast episode, I will be giving a quick introduction of myself, a summary of Deborah, a prophetess and judge in Israel as well as sharing a video about COVID-19. So grab your Bible and your favorite headscarf and let's get started. So a little bit about myself. I'm a wife and a mother of two. Um, I started my journey back in 2009, 2010, I believe. One of my oldest sisters introduced me into the truth and I've been locked in ever since. Um, Fast forward a few years later, I decided to do a podcast for Hebrew women. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do it on, but another three years later, a conversation with my mother-in-law, followed by a constant prayer and fasting, and we have Hebrew Talk Radio, which is basically in a nutshell for Hebrew women by Hebrew women to discuss any and everything um this is their podcast if you want to share your testimonies um promote your business or you want someone to support your business um share your favorite scripture whatever it is this is the podcast um back in december 2022 i was diagnosed with stage two breast cancer Um, Since then, I've done six rounds of chemo, and I've had my single mastectomy surgery already. Um, All praise to the Most High that both came and went. No complications. Um, Chemo was terrible, but I got through that. All praise to the Most High. My next step is radiation. I have 25 rounds of radiation, so that's five weeks, um, five times a week, Monday through Friday. Um, And then I do reconstructive surgery after that, and then I'll be done. I will be giving updates, though, as I go on the show. Um, And I would like to thank everybody for their concerns and constant prayers. I really appreciate that. is keeping me motivated to keep going, I can tell you that. I want to share some food for thought for the week. Um, this week's food for thought comes from Proverbs 31, 30 and 31, and it reads, Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. The passage emphasizes that inner beauty and fear of the Lord are more important than external beauty. It also highlights the importance of recognizing and honoring women for their hard work and achievements. So basically, as we get through this next week, it's just some food for thought. So outward appearances like charm and beauty are temporary and can be deceiving. But a woman who has a deep respect and reverence for God is worthy of praise. That's just a little food for thought for this week. Amen. Um, I want to give a quick summary of Deborah in the Bible. It's in Judges, I believe. Um... She was a prophetess and a judge in Israel. Um, Just some quick little notes, just a quick summary of the story. Um, She was a warrior in the Old Testament. Um, She was uncommon, an uncommon leader because she was a woman. God called her to a prominent position as a prophetess and judge at a time in history when he would commonly appoint men to those positions. That's what made her uncommon. Um, She was known for her wisdom, courage, and leadership. She is the only woman in the Old Testament who is known for her own faith and action, and not because of her husband or a relationship with another man. 
Um, she, she inspired Israelites to a mighty victory over their Canaanite oppressors. The key things of the story include faithfulness, courage, and leadership. So the story is significant in the Bible because it highlights the importance of women's leadership. Her story shows that women can be powerful leaders who can inspire others to greatness. In fact, her leadership paved the way for other women in the Bible, such as um, Huldah and Esther and Mary Magdalene, who played important roles in God's plan. Um, Deborah's story also shows that God can use anyone to accomplish his purposes, regardless of their gender or social status. Her example encourages us to trust in God's plan for our lives and for us to use our gifts and talents to serve him. One of the lessons um, that can be learned from Deborah's story is the importance of faithfulness. She remained faithful to God even when God even when God forced her with difficult circumstances. Her faithfulness inspired others to trust in God as well. Um, another lesson is the importance of courage. She demonstrated great courage in leading the Israelites into battle against their oppressors. The themes of faithfulness, courage, and leadership are still relevant today and can inspire us to be better people. So throughout the week, let's inspire each other to be better people. Um, you can, Like I said, you can find the story of Deborah um, in your Bible in Judges 4 and 5. I believe you can read about her leadership and her role in the defeat of Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army in Judges 4. And then additionally, Judges 5 contains a song of praise to God for the victory over Sisera and his army. So that's something that you guys can read for the week if you're interested, if you haven't read it already. Um, and now I want to get into this video, if you don't mind. It's quite lengthy. Um, it's a video about this COVID-19 even though I know it came and went, it was still some like an interesting piece of information. And I want to share it with you. So give me one second.
information out to everyone. Um, I started researching vaccines uh, probably in my early 20s, um, been very interested in them, but never before have I seen um, the technology being used on this proposed COVID-19 vaccine, never before. First of all, this vaccine will be using a modified RNA or modified DNA in the vaccine. So why is this important? It's important to know because it could potentially alter our DNA, our genome. And what's the big deal about DNA or RNA? Well, our genome. Well, the genome is what makes us human, what separates us from the rest of the animals and plants in the world. It's the blueprint for what creates us, what, how we reproduce, how we function, how we repair, how we evolve. So one little change, one little protein inserted, one taken out, one changed, can actually create a congenital defect or a hereditary disorder. So a little change is grand. So something that can alter that could really be devastating on us humans, right? So they're proposing to use this technology and Part of this is called transfection, okay? Transfection is the same technology being used to uh, make a genetically modified organism, such as a tomato or corn in the grocery store. Um, and we all know that Monsanto is uh, pretty well known for making genetically modified organisms. And they're not as healthy as the organic, the, the wild type that you see out in nature. So if this is the same technology being used on the plants, well, what would happen to us humans? Potentially, we would not be as healthy, okay? And I want to remind everyone that this is the first time um, that it would be used on humans large scale. We would be the experiment. We would be the lab rats. Um, we don't have long-term studies. So this is very, very important to know. Let me just go and show you or tell you about one of the front runners for this vaccine. Um, that is Moderna. Moderna um, has been given about $1 billion from the US government for research and development. Um, it's backed by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Um, so they have a lot of money backing them. I want to let you know they're, they're kind of the new kids on the block. They really have not been around for that long. They have never developed a human vaccine nor a human medicine ever. This is their first run at it. Um, also, just to know, for you to know that they have gone from fast track their vaccine light years. Okay, so they went from a lab, you know, experiment to phase two, which is using only 45 human subjects in 63 days, two months. That's crazy. <laughs> we should have years behind that. And I'm going to remind you that this is the first time they've ever um, developed a vaccine. Um, their early studies so far showed that in their, their phase two, which is using 45 human subjects, when they did introduce this vaccine into the human subjects, 100% of the high-dose vaccine group, 100% got systemic side effects. In the low-dose vaccine group, 80% got systemic side effects. So already we're seeing initially side effects. Now, long-term, we don't know. So on Moderna, one of the, the, um, the ways that they could apply this would be, uh, the proposal would be going to use a bandage called a microneedle platform. So microneedle platform would be a bandage that you could get in the, in the mail, like Amazon or UPS. It's a bandage you would apply on your hand here, um, and then you take the sticker off, and then voila, you have a vaccine. You do it yourself. So how are they doing this? The bandage has tiny little micro needles on it, and it's designed after a snake fang or a viper fang. So it's like a, a bite from a snake, but many of them. And they say you really won't feel it, but it goes into your skin, and the little tiny micro needles will be injected. So what's in a microneedle? It'll be either the DNA or the RNA vaccine. Number two, it'll be something called luciferase. Now this is very important to know. They patented an enzyme called luciferase, okay? So this is called luciferase, they claim, because it gives a bioluminescence, a light, okay? And it's uh, not something you can see or feel. 
But if you have a special device like a smartphone app um, with a special application, you can scan over it and it will light up. It will show a pattern, a digital code, a barcode, a tattoo. We're going to be branded. Each person will have their own ID. You know, this reminds me of World War II. You know, it's something to think about being branded like a product at the store. So that will be in there, and that will hold proof that you're being vaccinated. They want to make sure that you're scanned and that you've gotten the vaccine. So we'll be branded. What could that be used for? There's lots of technologies out there, but it's something that we need to be concerned about. So there's two things. We have a brand new experimental DNA or RNA vaccine that could potentially alter our genome. And number two, we're going to be tattooed or branded with an ID. And then number three, there'll be, this is all in a hydrogel. So hydrogel is a, is a technology that was invented by DARPA, Department of Advanced Research Project Agency. Now this is a small part of the Pentagon of the Department of Defense. They make the sci-fi inventions that you might hear about. So this is one of their inventions. You can um, look up on YouTube, Hydrogel, the company Profusa, and DARPA, and you'll see some clips of some of the technology of this. So this is a special technology because it goes under the skin. It's The body doesn't reject it, and it has nanotechnology, which are microscopic uh, robotic organisms. So these microscopic organisms that are robotic will be in your body, okay? They can assemble, disassemble, and reassemble and to do innumerable things into the body. So the idea of this would be it's a way for it to gather information from your body. So you could get your blood pressure, your blood sugar, your you know heart rate, which sounds good, okay? Gather that information. However, it's also has the potential to be used for other things. It can gather how many steps you've taken, if you've fallen, if you're swimming, if you're running, um, if you're menstruating, how your menstrual cycle goes, if you're having sex, if you're sleeping. Um, it actually has the potential to know your emotions, okay? All of this data, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year is being accumulated. And where's it going? Well, they claim it goes to a smart app like your phone, the iCloud, or any smart device. But who's getting this information? Who is using it? What are they using it for? That has not been answered. So the other important thing to know is they're gathering all this information about us. And we're, we're putting that out. So we're being connected to artificial intelligence. You have to know this is not just a vaccine. We're being connected to artificial intelligence. So just like a, a phone, you have your smartphone. You can send a text. You can send an email. But then the phone or someone else can send something back to you, to your phone. That means something can send something back to our bodies. Messages or information. What could, what could happen from that? I could imagine that you could be affected with your mood or your behavior, your memory. That could really cause a lot of problems, a lot of confusion. And who's in charge of this? The Department of Defense, Bill and Melinda Gates. Who's doing this? We don't have answers yet. But this is something real to know. This is being um, proposed. And I don't know if you've heard of something called ID2020, but it's also uh, the idea that everybody will have a unique identifier. And from that identifier, everything will happen. We will not need credit cards. We won't need cash. Well, this is the beginning of the unique identifier, this branding, this tattoo. This means the end of cash, the end of credit cards. This is the beginning of all of this, okay? The loss of autonomy, the loss of independence, the loss of privacy. We have to really know what these people are intending to do. So the hydrogel also, the companies are claiming that the hydrogel has the potential to be an on-demand drug delivery system, okay? And I'm not saying it's coming in this vaccine, but I'm saying this is the same technology. You need to know this. So an on-demand drug delivery, that means that through a, a light application that a drug could be delivered into your body. Well, 
disconcerting because I know if I take a medicine, I have a tablet and a bottle that has a label. I see the tablet and has a unique identifier on the tablet. And I take it and I know when I take it, I'm in control. But what if something has a light source, and I'm not quite sure what they mean by that, but that is what they're talking about, can activate something in your body? What if you don't know it's been activated? What if there's a problem with it? I mean, could you imagine the implications of this? What if a bunch of people are rioting out of control? Could something be stimulated in you to sedate you? I can imagine in the wrong hands, this could be very dangerous. Is that part of the reason of our military being involved? I'm just giving you some ideas to be critical thinkers and to know what they're proposing in these vaccines and to research these things for yourself. You really have to know how it's not just a vaccine they're giving us. They're manipulating our DNA, our genome. And, you know, they say it's temporary, but I'm telling you that when you manipulate the genome with transfection, you can make it permanent. It is a possibility. And they won't know that until they do it to all of us. Do you want to take that chance? One other element that is extremely concerning about this vaccine is that it is being pushed by the number one vaccine dealer in the world who is Bill Gates. This is a man who has literally zero medical education. I want to ask you a question. If you are ill, you go to a doctor, you go to somebody who was trained to treat you properly, someone who can accurately diagnose you and who can propose the best treatment on your way to recovery. Would you ever go to a person who has literally zero medical training? None of us would ever do that. Bill Gates, however, is the person who is the number one voice in the world controlling entire governments, health organizations in many countries. He's the number one financer of the world health organization. He dictates what they do and what they don't do. This is a man who has literally zero medical education, yet he is the number one voice in the world directing humanity as a whole in extremely dangerous medical decisions in a medical direction. He is the one who finances the vaccine companies. He is the one who spoke with President Trump. And you can hear this clip in a few seconds where he literally said to President Trump, you should not investigate the risks or the damages of vaccines. And the second time I saw him was uh, the March after that.
a petition at the White House with more than 600,000 signatures from people who demand an investigation against Bill Gates for crimes against humanity. This is the man, zero medical education. He knows nothing about treating sick people, yet he is the number one vaccine dealer. Why is he doing that? He said literally that getting into the vaccine business was his best business investment he ever did. He doubled his fortune from $50 billion to over $100 billion by dealing vaccines. Besides that, he also owns most of the media, or he bribes them. There is this well-known German journalist, Udo Rufkotte. He was an editor for one of the largest newspapers in all of Europe. He came out a couple of years ago with a shocking confession. He said, for 25 years I've been a journalist. In all those years I was taught to lie betray and never tell the truth to the public. And he says, I was bribed by American billionaires, by the CIA, by secret societies, and by the German secret service. Well, I, I've been a journalist for about 25 years, and I was educated to lie, to betray, and uh, not to tell the truth to the public. It is not right what I have done in the past. Uh, to, to manipulate people, to make propaganda, and it is not right what my colleagues do on, and have done in the past because they are bribed uh, to trade the people not only in Germany, all over Europe. We live in a banana republic and not in a democratic country where we have press freedom, where we have human rights. Uh, I was supported by the Central Intelligence Agency, by the CIA. I, I'm fed up with it. I don't want to do it anymore. And so I, I've just written a book not to earn money. Now, it will cause a lot of trouble for me just to, to give the people in this country, in Germany, in Europe, and all over the world, just to give them a glimpse of a view of what goes on behind their closed doors. Why is this important in relation to vaccines? Recently, there was a secret meeting by the top vaccine safety specialists from the World Health Organization in Geneva, Switzerland. This meeting was secret. It was not supposed to leak out. Someone with a conscience leaked out the footage of that meeting because those top vaccine safety specialists from around the world admitted to each other their severe, their deep concerns about the many long-term health damages caused by vaccines and the many deaths that it causes. And they literally say, one of the chief scientists from the World Health Organization says, we have no good safety systems in many countries and we have no answers when people have questions about the deaths occurring due to vaccine. It's because we're not able to give clear-cut answers when people ask questions about the deaths that have occurred due to a particular vaccine and the deaths that have occurred due to a particular vaccine. And therefore it seems to me that it is not unexpected if they multiply the incidence of adverse reactions, if they multiply the incidence of adverse reactions that are associated with the antigen, but may not have been detected through lack of statistical power in the original studies. You are correct. The major health concern which we are seeing are accusations of long-term, long-term effects, long-term long-term effects we have a very wobbly health professional front line that is starting to question vaccines and the safety of vaccines when in medical school you're lucky if you have a half day on vaccines never mind keeping up to date with all this regular vaccines are known to be very dangerous and have severe side effects. 
The media hides that from you, from the public, at all costs. Recently, there was a hearing uh, of Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook, by the American government. A senator pointed out to him, recently, the US government has paid over $4 billion to people whose lives have been destroyed by vaccines. Why is Facebook then hiding information about vaccine damage from its users? Uh, in April, I wrote you that I was disappointed that Facebook would consider restricting free speech rights to communicate the risk associated with vaccinations. In recognition of the uncertainties, the risk of vaccinations, the federal government has created a vaccination trust fund that has paid out over $4 billion to compensate those who have been injured by vaccinations. There's no more clear or persuasive statement that the risk associated with vaccinations uh, than the existence and the payment record of that fund. Uh, from time to time, medical research has established case and context of specific risks associated with vaccinations. Shouldn't somebody have the opportunity to express an opinion different from yours? I mean, over $4 billion has been paid out by the fund. Over four thousands of people. Don't you think people should be able to have information to make an, an informed choice? Congressman, I do. And that's why we don't stop people from posting on their page uh, something that's wrong. Uh, something that's wrong. Uh, something that's wrong. Uh, something that's wrong. If someone is typing in uh, into the search results uh, into a search box, something that, that might lead to anti-vax content. Um, we don't recommend anti-vax searches to them. We don't recommend anti-vax searches to them. We don't recommend anti-vax searches to them. But and many of the people that are harmed by this policy are in fact parents with disabled children and, and I don't think we or you should be so quick to turn our backs on them. Uh, if you look at the statistics, I, I think you're, you're you. Bad mistake. A serious form of autism causes people to no longer be able to think clearly, they cannot speak properly, they cannot behave properly, they are mentally handicapped. A study was performed by the CDC to investigate the link between vaccines and severe autism. They found that indeed Vaccinations cause autism. What happened? They threw all the evidence in a dustbin that they put in the middle of the room. They destroyed the evidence and then released a scientific paper in the renowned magazine Pediatric where they said, no, vaccines do not cause autism. The chief scientist of that investigation, of that study, William Thompson, he came out and he said, I'm guilty. We have hidden the truth from the public. You and I don't know each other very well. You have a son with autism, and I have great shame now. There's a whistleblower from the CDC who's going to come out and say that the CDC had committed fraud on the NMR study, and that they knew that vaccines were actually causing autism. My oldest son, Ian, was walking and running after the vaccine. He was no longer able to do that. So I called the clinic and I said, I think my child's had an adverse reaction to those shots. And then came the head bang, constant banging against anything that he could find. Right now, I'm sitting in a very pretty position in terms of providing you a lot of information. The relative risk of receiving an autism diagnosis was astronomical. Wow. The CDC had known all along there was this MMR autism risk. In CDC's judgment, the best public policy is to continue vaccination unchanged. You who run our health agencies in this country, you have an obligation to make sure that these studies are complete, thorough, so that we have all the facts. Oh my God, I cannot believe we did what we did. Um, but we did. Omission of crucial data, destruction of documents, misleading the Congress. Grievous harm to innocent children. Everything I've been telling my patients for the last 10 years has been based on a lie and a cover-up. Parents should be able to count on federal agencies 
to tell them the truth. In 1978, the prevalence of autism was about 1 in 15,000 children. If we assume that things are going to continue as they have, we can predict that by 2032, 80% of the boys born will end up on the autism spectrum. Half the children, 80% of the boys. That's a vast number of children who are being diagnosed with autism every day. This is going to be a complete catastrophe if we just let it happen. There is crime at the highest level of the health organizations to hide this information. Media hides this information. The documentary facts shows the tremendous destruction that vaccines have caused worldwide. People express their, their unexpressible heartbreak that vaccines have caused their children who can no longer walk, can no longer speak, can no longer think. Their eyes are all over the place. This documentary has been banned, has been oppressed, has been censored in every possible way. That's why I have invited Dr. Kerry to speak out about vaccines because the COVID-19 vaccine will have all the dangers of regular vaccines plus all the risks of the new technologies that are introduced without safety testing. Bill Gates literally said in an interview with the BBC that they are skipping the usual safety testing period because they have no time. What do you mean they have no time? That's absolutely insane. And he literally said that at least 700,000 people will suffer from side effects. And these side effects include cancer, autoimmune diseases, paralysis, death, all sorts of severe side effects. I will play the clip where you can hear Bill Gates speak about the skipping of the safety testing. And the thing that will get us back to the world that we had before coronavirus is the vaccine and getting that out to all 7 billion people. And being effective for older people whose immune system is weak is a huge challenge. If you really amp up the vaccine to do that, then you can run into safety issues. Then you can run into safety issues then you can run into safety issues. So we're going to have to take something that usually takes five or six years and get it done in 18 months. But there will be a trade-off. We'll have less safety testing. We'll have less safety testing. We'll have less safety testing than we typically would have.
And he just says, so yeah, maybe we should have. It's because we're not able to give clear-cut answers when people ask questions about the deaths that have occurred due to particular vaccine. And the major health concern which we are seeing are accusations of long-term long-term effects. We have a very wobbly health professional front line that is starting to question vaccines and the safety of vaccines. This is going to be a complete catastrophe if we just let it happen. There's, however, something else that's going on with this which is extremely, extremely dangerous. The health ranger, Mike Adams from Natural News, he is a scientist who has been investigating this for many years. He made a video years ago in which he said, literally, they will cause a coronavirus pandemic and then introduce a vaccine that will kill millions of people because they want to reduce the world's population. They will be called in a kill switch vaccination program. And the way it will work is likely something like this. First, there will be a planned outbreak, a release of an engineered biome. We saw a practice run for this with the measles outbreak at Disney World a few years ago, which was used to push SB277, the vaccine mandate in California. Now, this will be done on a global scale. An engineered bioweapon will be released. There will be calls for massive government funding of the vaccine industry to come up with a vaccine. And miraculously, they will have a vaccine developed in record time. Everyone will be required to line up and take this vaccine shot, except the shot itself will be formulated to kill people. The kill switch for humanity, it's a hard kill. Laws will be passed demanding that everyone line up to be injected. People who are not vaccinated will be disallowed from participating in public transportation. You won't be allowed to board an airplane. You will be denied a bank account or banking services. And in this injection, they will, of course, feed more bioengineered weapons. There will be viral strains in there with long latency that are programmed to activate perhaps a month later. Once the payload begins to express itself, you will start to see people dying all in the streets, across all the cities around the world. Once that begins, the media will push a second round of vaccines. That second round of vaccines will be a shorter duration kill switch that will kill people within weeks, not months, perhaps days in certain cases. If you line up to be injected, you will find yourself very likely dead before very long. And this is the whole point. Vaccines have become weaponized. They are a kill switch vector for humanity. Remember, the globalists don't want humans to be around, at least not most of us. They want to depopulate the planet by 90%. Vaccines have been increasingly weaponized in Catholic missions. Was Mike Adams out of his mind? Was he insane? Why is he saying that? I'll go back to Dr. Kerry, and she will explain a few things about the background of Bill Gates, this mission, and about the background of Bill Gates, his mission, and the general agenda of the world's depopulation. Back to you, Kerry. So, you may ask why, why is this happening? in this new proposed vaccine. Why are all these new technologies? Well, whenever I'm not sure of something, I always say, follow the money. And when you're looking at the backers of these companies that are trying to be the forefront runners for the vaccine manufacturing, um, when you're looking at the research and development, when you're looking at who is behind the big health organizations like the World Health Organization, the National Institute of Health, the CDC, Center for Disease Control, you find the same names. One of the major backers is the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Another one you're going to see a lot is our military, the Department of Defense and DARPA. Okay, that's another part of the Pentagon. So you're seeing this over and over and over again. Okay, so we know there's entities, military, but let's look at the people, the Bill and Melinda Gates that are so outspoken because why would they really be so interested in vaccines? 
because they're part of the software technology. They're tech people. They have no background in health or science or epidemiology. Well, if you look at, and they're the ones backing and financing millions and millions of dollars into these companies. So they have a vested interest, so they can make money because you make money off of vaccines. That's one thing. But looking at the family history, you see that uh, Bill Gates' family has been very much involved with eugenic, eugenics. Sorry, eugenics. That is population control of the world. They and he do believe that there's too there are too many people in the world, and that to make a healthy world, we need to depopulate. Okay. Well, who is he to say who stays and who goes? And he is on video stating that. By new vaccines, the technology of new vaccines, we can depopulate, he believes, by 10 to 15 percent. Now, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. Okay, who, who is he to decide who stays and who goes again? So this is uh, very concerning. We need to look at the motivations behind someone pushing this. Is that their motivation? Another thing to know is the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the DARPA, again, that Pentagon um, uh, agency, they actually have been funding something called gene drive research or gene extinction technology. And it's just like you might believe it is. It's about extinction or species extinction. They propose to use this, and they have funded many millions of dollars to this to exterminate these species from the planet. They are proposing to do this with the mosquitoes and Africa and other things and plants. Again, did anyone talk about this but these two agencies? So if they can go ahead and exterminate a species from the planet, that could extrapolate to humans. What if there's a species or a race they don't like? That's a potential. And how do they do this? They do it by mutagenesis, mutating a gene through, again, this word's called transfection. Transfection is a way to manipulate the DNA, and then you can mutate a gene. That's actually the same technology they're using in this new vaccine they're proposing for COVID-19. Guys, we have to know the motivation behind these vaccines. What is the intent? Why are they rushing it? Also, you need to know that with the vaccines, if we get hurt, if people are killed, if people are paralyzed, if they get cancer, not one person has recourse. We cannot sue. We don't have a voice because they passed in the United States two mandates to protect the vaccine manufacturers and anyone who administers them from all liability, all liability. So, first of all, there's a 1986 Vaccine Act. Look that up. That already exempted them from any liability. Then, just to really cover their, their tracks, in February of 2020, Alex Azar of the United States went ahead and passed an emergency preparedness act, which included complete zero liability for all the vaccine manufacturers once again. So there's two mandates. And also through the Emergency Preparedness Act, they can force vaccinations on a population if there is no known treatment for the infection. So this goes into the next thing of there is a treatment. You know, there have been doctors stepping forward. We do know of different treatments. In fact, hydroxychloroquine, you might have heard about that. But it's being banned from certain protocols. Uh, doctors, including in my state, Georgia, where I'm licensed, um, the pharmacies now can turn down our prescriptions for hydroxychloroquine at their leisure. We've never heard this before. Why is a doctor being prevented from prescribing a treatment that we know that can help with this virus and even prevent it? I don't know. I'm thinking maybe it's the money. Maybe maybe it's uh, an agenda for the vaccines. Because what is the other reason? Doctors, the American frontline doctors, they went up and they they were talking about their experiences. Uh, they had such success with the hydroxychloroquine. They went in front of Congress and or they had a public hearing and then they were silenced. Their website went down. One of the doctors was fired. Another one has been slandered. Um, there were repercussions for speaking out. 
So for everybody who tuned in yesterday, I understand it went to over 20 million views on YouTube, Google, I'm sorry, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, and then they deleted us and canceled us. They deleted us and canceled us. We're tired of seeing patients die in front of us, and we're even more upset to see the spider web of fear that is enveloping the American public. When there's a treatment, there's a cure. When there's a treatment, there's a cure. A cure. People have been afraid to say that. But what else do you call it if you give somebody the medication early and it aborts the disease process? And it aborts the disease process. We're coming after you, Big Tech. We're coming after you. We won't be silenced. The First Amendment is first for a reason. Okay? You won't silence. If we come back every day, we'll come back every day. There's thousands of us. By the way, the tide of evidence for hydroxychloroquine being safe and the solution for Americans, it's a tsunami. The tide of evidence for hydroxychloroquine being safe and the solution for Americans, it's a tsunami. The drug has been shown in endemic areas where they use it all the time. There's no COVID, almost zero. Who's the number one person for infectious disease in the world? And has he weighed in on this? He has. His name's Didier Raul. He's treated 4,000 people with this drug and have fabulous results. Hydroxychloroquine works. Withholding it from patients is shameful. We're here to bring you that news. Hydroxychloroquine works. Um, I'm Dr. Stella Emanuel. I'm a pediatrician and an emergency room physician. Houston, Texas. I come from a different perspective. I'm, I'm from Cameroon originally, and I went to medical school in Nigeria. We took hydroxychloroquine, we took camoquine, flavoquine, and all the creams. So I'm kind of used to these medications. So when they started saying it was not work, it was dangerous, I was like, what? Because we give it to babies, pregnant women, elderly people, everybody takes it. Hydroxychloroquine works. I have treated over 350 patients asthmatics, diabetics, old people, 92 year olds, 70 something year olds, 80 something year olds, we've not had one death. America, you don't need to be afraid. COVID has a cure. You don't need to be afraid. COVID has prevention. It is important that people realize there's a concerted effort to keep the safety and efficacy of hydroxychloroquine away from the American people, and we need to speak up. All of us do. Thank you. The only way you, as the American people, will get this drug is if you demand it. You're going to have to write to your um, your congressmen, your um, governors, tweet President Trump. You've got to demand it. If you demand it, you'll get it, and you can save your life. And many others. Do it. I, thank, thank you so much. Yes, let's do that. Let's all tweet the president. Demand hydroxychloroquine. What is, what is our hashtag? Hydroxychloroquine works. Hashtag hydroxychloroquine works right to the president. In the Netherlands, there are 1,700. Think about that number for one second. 1,700 medical doctors and medical professionals backed up by tens of thousands of people from the public who wrote a letter to the government with two messages. First of all, they said, it is extremely concerning that doctors and scientists are being silenced, shamed and blamed for speaking out about the existing, effective, safe, cheap and widely available treatments against COVID-19. And they say, why are governments banning these effective, cheap, and safe treatments while pushing and actually rushing towards an unsafe, untested vaccine? Governments are now already giving billions of dollars and euros and all sorts of currency to these vaccine developers. The amounts of money are crazy. And it's your money, you worked for it, it's being used to kill you, to control you, to oppress you. In Spain, 600 medical doctors came forward 
And they said in the national press conference, the whole corona pandemic is one political plan. It has been planned with a political purpose. In Germany, over 1,500 medical doctors, scientists and top professionals came out in the national press conference and they said the following. Is it done an inhaler? It's an inhaler. 
These are just a few examples. There are treatments, there are cures, but they are being suppressed. They are being hidden from you. The media is working together as one to lie to all of humanity because they all want this single thing, vaccinate all of humanity with something that will be so disastrous. It is impossible to express this in our English vocabulary. Dr. Karim Adé expressed a few things. She will say a final word of warning at the end of this video. But I want to encourage you to sign up at the website stopworldcontrol.com because you will receive so much more information, so much more revelations, so much more empowering truths that will enable you to defend your life, defend your family, defend your nation. We are in a critical time in history. What is happening now is unprecedented. On the website stopworldcontrol.com you can find an article with dozens of facts that show without a shadow of a doubt that this pandemic has been planned, it was organized and it's being orchestrated. There have been events to practice for it. It has been written out in scenarios. This is crazy. You can all find it and see it with your own eyes on stopworldcontrol.com. I encourage you to become a voice of freedom, to become a voice of truth. So many people discover this kind of truth and then they just sit down and are discouraged or fearful or angry or they choose for denial. That doesn't help anyone. You have the power to transform your world. We together, if we stand up as one, if we start sharing this truth, sharing this video, sharing the website, stop world control, sharing every reliable quality resource that can awaken humanity, then we can become a raging roar that is unstoppable and no billionaire can fight against humanity when it rises up in the fullness of who they truly are. So I encourage you, go to the website Stop World Control. There's a download link where you can download flyers and memes and posters so you can spread this website around. Okay, so everyone, please hear our words and hear the message. Right now, we are facing something that could change humanity, going from humanity 1.0 to humanity 2.0. And it might sound really neat. We could have maybe some abilities, superhuman abilities, if we start connecting to this 2.0, this artificial intelligence. But I'm here to tell you that I don't think it would be like you see in the sci-fi movies. I think it would be something that would take away our autonomy, our freedoms, our ability to be sovereign human souls. So please think about this and do your critical research and your own critical thinking and then we need to unify our voices around the world and we need to stand up for our rights, our human rights. And with our voice together, we have power because the people that are in charge of our health right now and powers of position are not up in our best interest. We are not going by scientific methodology, good sound science. Why is that? Why are they introducing technologies that they're not talking about on the major media? What are they hiding? So we need to join together and have one voice and uh, be unified. I wanted to share that video with you because I found it interesting um, about the COVID-19 vaccine as well as other vaccines that the doctors are trying to push on us and have no idea what's actually in the vaccine all they can do is tell us that oh it's here to make you safe and it's going to be good for you or your child or whatever blah 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 good night with it i'm not getting it my kids no none of that vaccinated COVID 19 you can count us out um i hope someone learned something from that video more information on COVID-19 and or other vaccines. I hope 
this podcast episode was a little informative. Um, I have more to come. So if you enjoyed this podcast episode, make sure that you subscribe. We also have a Twitter page, um, which is at Shebrew Talk. And you can go and subscribe, follow, hit the bell, notification bell, and you'll be updated on new episodes. Um, I'm thinking about doing a Facebook page. I'm not sure. I'm not sure yet. Um, I have to get back to you on that one. Um, If you think I should do a Facebook page uh, for the podcast show, um, you can let me know on the Twitter page, SGRuTalk. And um, if you want to be on the show or share a testimony or just chat with me, you can let me know also on the show's Twitter page. Um, I do have an email address, which is SGRuTalk at gmail.com you can email me as well um i'm not gonna take up too much of your shabbat so until next time shalom